0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean and alongside my partner Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website justsayingfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at justsayingno g w j s for article, video updates, as well as on Spotify at Just Saying Football. We want to be in your ears. Yeah. We like to be there. It's Get a nice place. Get us there. It's yeah. week 14.
1: Just listen to my good friend Sean. Get Thank some ears. Go to that Spotify. Hit that bell. Hit it. Hit that notification when we are posting these new audios. But yeah, you ready to get into it?
0: Oh, yeah. We got some week 14, man. Few teams on the bye. Few teams. We got Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders. Chicago Bears uh, have officially been eliminated from playoff contention.
1: Yeah, so uh, they're kind of uh, very happy for the bye week this week. But man,. Uh, you know, there's another team that's also been eliminated from playoff contention, and they are starting off our first blowout game.
0: Oh, yeah, our first and only blowout game. We see the Houston Texans making their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are favoring this one by minus 17, half point over under here, our largest spread of the weekend, I think, of all season, yeah. rightfully so. I'm locking in the Cowboys. We just saw them put up 30-plus points in the fourth quarter to win 54-19. to 19. Uh, the Texans just don't have the quarterback play. Yeah. Uh, Damian Pierce, I, I want to say we'll have a good game, but Cowboys defense is Yeah,
1: fine. we we really like Damian Pierce. We Love really him. like Brandon Cook. It's just not the matchup for them. And, you know, in a, in a world uh, where, you know, Vegas doesn't like giving out double-digit spreads, they have chosen the Cowboys it's minus 17 this week. Rightfully so. Which is unbelievable. I mean, you have to think, you know, they may, you know, um, like kind of lean off, but last week, they had five takeaways, they had 33 unanswered points at the end of the game. I mean, they scored so many points in the fourth quarter, it kind of seemed fake. It kind of seemed like maybe they could have flexed that Burrow-Mahomes game into the Sunday Night Football instead of uh, making us watch the Cowboys blow out Matt Ryan. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Cowboys no matter what in this game. The uh, 17 line, I don't know what to do. I would say. I would say go for it. I think you could. It's a scary one though. Maybe like, hedge your bet though with the safe I, I right? honestly, you know, seventeen is a lot. That's if you, a lot of points. Seventeen is a lot of. Points. They've done it. Cowboys. They scored fifty last week. They're going to try to, you know, try not try to do that this week. Um, I think that you know they can, um, but yeah, maybe maybe go for that. Um, I, I kind of like the under in this one. I think that uh, you know Dallas just runs it down their throats.
0: Yeah, I agree. I like the under in this one. Let's keep this moving into our mech games. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars making their way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Tennessee is favored in this one by minus four. 41 and a half point over under in this one. We were both like, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. That's the place. Hit that. Take the minus one. That's what I said. You Trevor didn't. Lawrence
1: versus Detroit. That's the that's matchup a, I said. That's it's, it's,
0: you know, it's Christian Kirk, and it was all Detroit, all day. They just were not there, Jacksonville. Yeah. And they get to go up their dad. And Derrick Henry. Yeah. And that's not fun for them.
1: And, um, you know, many people are questioning why, you know, the Titans, uh, you know, why why the Jaguars should be calling Derrick Henry their dad. But can you explain that to the people exactly how much he has shown this team that, you know, he is unstoppable and why he's the king?
0: Okay. There's a reason why he's the king. Now, in 11 games, 11, not even a full season in the previous 16-game format or the current 17-game format he has uh what is this 213 carries 1143 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns 14 touchdowns and in those in those 11 (laughs) games in those 11 games four games of over 120 yards and one game over 200 rushing yards that's five games total almost half of the games he's played against jacksonville He's accumulated over 120 rush yards. That is absolutely insane. He is the king of Jacksonville. He's the daddy of Jacksonville. Yeah. I'm locking in Tennessee on this one. And
1: uh, yeah, I'm going with Tennessee, especially with Trevor Lawrence getting a little bit injured last week. There are a lot of factors to go Tennessee, especially yeah. Henry Brown. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence, they said with the MRI on Monday that he is going to be able to kind of make his way through this. Um, but he avoided a huge injury, which is huge for this Jacksonville team. Um, it looked all like going up for them. I'm going Titans no matter what. I'm going to take the four. Uh, I like the four, four No matter what. Um, I, I think that they can win this game by at least, like, like eight, nine, yeah. nine, Take
0: one, so. take the under of 41.5. Also, a lot of running going to be involved yeah. uh, in this game. All right, let's keep this moving along. We have a ton of good games in yeah. this week for Week 14 because there's a lot of playoff implications. But let's jump into this first one because we have an AFC East showdown when the New York Jets make their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Buffalo is favored in this one by minus 9. Yeah. Over under here of 43.5. Now, the Bills are currently the top seed in the AFC Conference. Jets are currently 7th. But also the Bills are currently first in their division right now, especially with that loss that the Dolphins suffered last week against the 49ers.
1: Yeah, and you know this this race we talk about how tight it is every week. You know it's really only separating about two games between the top three teams, and you know the Jets are you know kind of fighting for it. Um, you know they beat the Bills in Week Nine, which is why I'm kind of shocked Great. that you know this is a nine point spread. Um, but you know I I do see. This going in Buffalo's favor. There's a lot of optimism for the Jets right now. Um, But Buffalo at home, they haven't played great at home this year. But I think that since the Jets got them in MetLife, I feel like they'll go get them at high
0: market. I agree. I think you have to split the series uh, with the Bills. Like I feel like it's... To sweep the Bills if you're the Jets is going to be absolutely insane, yeah. especially if it's a Mike White-led team And if off they that do, game. we'll
1: be talking big about the Jets next week. Exactly.
0: And, you know, Mike White, I thought overall, look, I, he played against my team. Yeah. He, the, Their two biggest problems were in the red zone. They were 0-6 in the red zone. And they had they were 0-2 on their fourth downs, also uh, close to the red zone, one in the red zone, which was a goal line stop. And that's where they struggled. And then, sadly, his two turnovers just came in the first drive and, and the moment where you needed the, the most, which was in the last drive. But I really do think that he – you know, Garrett Wilson and him went off. Wilson had over 140 yeah. yards receiving, yeah. over over five receptions. That's exactly what you want to see. They're just having a great year. Well, Garrett Wilson will win the offensive rookie of the year. I'll call that now. Yeah. Um, I think that this is going to be a great game. I don't think the Jets will win. But I don't think that the Bills are going to win by minus nine either. I would definitely take the Jets on the spread on that one. I think that this will be a close one. At the end of the day, the Jets secondary is one of the best in the league, and their pass rush is just as good, if not better.
1: Yeah, I do think this is going to be an under game 43 and a half. Even though that's a low, yeah. line, I, I just I like I see a lot of disruption for both quarterbacks on both sides. Um, like it's like Josh Allen's a better quarterback, but the Jets I feel like have a little bit better of a pass rush. The Bills they have a little bit better of kind of like you know they have like Matt Milano in their secondary. I mean, there's a lot of uh, great like um great things about these defenses. I trust the Bills' offense more, but maybe if Mike White has a game more like he had two weeks ago, um, they can kind of stay within that nine points spread. Yep.
0: Also, Zach Wilson not suited up at all. Uh, against the like he was in his street clothes on the sideline. Just something to monitor. Gonna be curious to see how the Jets handle the offseason. But let's move this along in our good games. Because we have an AFC North showdown. Not just one game, but two games simultaneously happening at one o'clock that we need to kind of talk about almost in tandem. One of them is the Cleveland Browns making their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Cincinnati's favoring that one by minus six. 47 and a half point over under that one. Now at the same time, at one o'clock. There's the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's favored in that one by minus two and a half, over under there of 37. Now, the reason why we need to talk about this one yeah. in tandem, everyone that's listening and watching, is because the Bengals are eight and four, and the Ravens are eight and four. They're the one and two. The Ravens yeah. have the tiebreaker in their division game, but they still have one more game to decide that uh, and could potentially split yeah. it. Um, but the Steelers and the Browns are both sitting at five and seven. Now, there's a potential here... Where the outcome of the AFC North by the end of week fourteen is two six and seven teams and two eight and five teams. Yeah. With a ton of division games still left
1: so many division games and then you got four more games to play after this most of them playing each other at least so every uh, you know, single once on these or teams, twice playoffs so, are on the mind and, and you know we were really high on the Bengals and what they've been doing Um, you know at home um, you know Cleveland um, they really survived last week against the Texans with you know their defense and their special teams Donovan Peoples-Jones um, great you know, return he, great return and then you had uh, Denzel Ward with a defensive touchdown Um, it was pretty great and you know I think with I, I I like the Bengals to start off in this one. I, I think when it comes down to it, we're kind of looking more at the Steelers and the Browns taking over the Ravens' playoff spot. If Tyler Huntley doesn't come to fruition... Uh, this season, but the Bengals, I do think, will have a stronghold, especially if they can take this game at home against Cleveland. Um, you know, many people are going to say, you know, usually our philosophy with the Browns games are, oh, they're going to run Nick Chubble up. But we didn't see that last week. They just really, their offense is going to look a little bit different. There's there are some adjustments going on. Um, but, you know, Joe Burrow, second in passing yards right now, only behind Mahomes. This dude's airing it out. Jamar Chase was back last week. Um, you know, I'm very excited to see what they do, um, you know, w- w- I, but I'm, I'm going to go with them even without Mixon. I trust them uh, winning this game at least by, uh, by like, by four, but I don't like the sixth spread on them. I think that Cleveland will keep it close just because their defense has been keeping them in games.
0: Yeah, I'm also going with the Bengals in this one. So I think Mixon back is going to be great for them. Obviously, Jamar, just a huge S- effect on the include- field. You know, he had a solid line. Uh, I don't remember the exact output. I didn't write it yeah. down, but I think it was on lines of like eight for ninety-five and a yeah, no touchdown. And touchdown yeah. But it's just the presence that he brings on the field for defenses to he pay attention to him. The Chiefs too, yeah. Well, they're playing. They're well, they're playing. Yeah, he does. Love,
1: oh my god, he loves. Well, like he the came Chiefs. back last yeah, week. Just to beat the, they,
0: the Chiefs, like he's he's you that could that see, everyone doing. was paying attention to wh- what it is that he was doing. Yeah. And the Bengals just have so many weapons going to allow us to open up. And look, the Browns, I think, play better with Watson. Um and and that's great. Although I love Brissett, I am yeah. I think though that the Bengals right now they're kind of what we're seeing last year there. Yeah, they're, and I it's just like think the, that
1: the Browns are still in the transition. We watch like just just not get at the, that point he hasn't yet. played football in yeah. seven hundred plus days. Yeah, and so like the thing is too, I think with the Bengals, it just I feel like they're more sure of themselves right now. Their defense is actually playing pretty good.
0: Also, this is where they were last year. They were in a very similar situation yeah. like this last year, and this is where they seem to like it now. On the flip, in the Ravens Steelers game. I'm loving the Steelers again. Yeah. This offense is kind of clicking a little bit. They're kind of having a little bit of fun. I actually am really, really enjoying it. I really and watching this offense kind of have some fun, and their defense is even better. And with the, mm-hmm. no Lamar Jackson in this one right now for the Ravens, it's they good. take a huge step back, honestly.
1: Yeah, no, um, the Ravens, we saw Tyler Huntley come in last year, and, you know, he did all right. He had, he had 64% completion. He only had three uh, and four touchdown interception ratio. But he had 300 yards on the ground um, on 47 carries with two touchdowns. I mean, that – is uh, sustainable enough in that offense. J.K. Dobbins coming back, uh, you know, off the IR, expected to get at least some snaps this week um, from what I hear. And, you know, the thing I love what you're saying, I I haven't been riding Pittsburgh this year, but I am going to ride them at home this week. Um, If Tyler does have a good couple of weeks, um, they're really going to ride on the fact that they have that winning record, that cushion in the division. But this is what gets that um, that ripple effect started, like what you said, Sean, where really the AFC North becomes a you know just up in the air battle, especially if you know something goes the opposite way for the Ravens. No, I
0: I want that, which is why I feel yeah. like the Steelers are going to do it. But I just don't know if the Browns have what they need to stop what the Bengals can do. Yeah. Um,
1: and what do you think about the two and a half though? Because I know you know I hate those. Because that means that they're expecting somebody to either make or miss a field goal at the end. There, Um, I do think that the Steelers have a chance to actually win this game because it is a. I mean, it's a. I would say more.
0: I would say more than two and a half. I think you got to win this one by at least a field goal.
1: I like that. So I, uh, yeah, Steelers, Steelers up, I like that. They're the favorites. Um, it's a low, it's a thirty-seven point under over under. But I do think this is a low-scoring game of the end of it. These these are battles when this, the Steelers this, and Ravens it's play. like the
0: Broncos game last week for the Ravens. It's going to be almost, I think, kind of similar to Ugh. that. You know what I mean? The Broncos
1: it's, love making that game unwatchable.
0: Exactly, exactly. All right, let's keep this moving along. We have the Carolina Panthers making their way to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seattle has a back-to-back favorable matchup, uh, which is great for them because Kenneth Walker is injured, ankle strain, mm. not broken, not injured, just a strain. But they did sign Wayne Goldman today. Just something to monitor uh, moving forward. That being said, they're back in the playoffs with the yeah. tie uh, that Washington and New York had last week. I like them in this one. I just don't think Carolina has the offense uh, to to necessarily keep at the pace that the, yeah. the, the offense of the Seahawks can do. And what we saw last week, Lockett getting over 100 yards and Metcalf getting over 100 yards. Yeah. That was what we were waiting for kind of like all season one of these if dominating can games in this wide receiver up, court. Oh. Getting eight-plus a limit. game, 100,
1: 100 yards a game, each of them getting a touchdown. That is how they get it done, especially with Walker out. You're going to have to expect um, you know, Tony Jones to kind of step in there. I mean, I just want to point out that Seattle this year alone, I mean, you've lost Chris Carson – two injury you have lost penny on the ir travis homer has has been dealing with illness and then you have dj dallas dealing with a knee injury i mean this is kind of a, a a good opportunity for tony jones but they're gonna have to rely on geno smith this week and um you know the panthers they their defense we still have a hell of respect for their defense. we do
0: we do but i just it's because that offense i just don't know you know, Seattle it, at home. Though, it's still you know? solid. Yeah, they still got the twelve man. I, I like them in this one a lot. I think that the way that they're playing under Gino, 70 plus percent completion every single week, is great. You can rely on him yeah. knowing that he's gonna move the ball. It it might not be big plays. It might not be like Mahomes mm-hmm. or it might not be yeah. like Josh Allen. But the reality is he's gonna move the ball methodically down the field yeah. and not turn the ball over with high percentage passes. And, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that for no, where the no. Seahawks are at. And as they kind of enter this transition phase from all of their uh, Super Bowl champion winners yeah. and, you know, a little bit, not really so much their front office, but, you know, as they just sort of make this transition from the post Russell Wilson era, which looks great for them, terrible for the Broncos.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I'm going to go with Seattle, like, no matter what, it is. But it is is—it is unfortunate, you know, with Carolina to see, you know, that you know they definitely have brighter days ahead in Carolina.
0: Yes, they do. Let's keep this moving along. To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. 49ers favored in this one, minus 3.5, over under here of thirty-seven uh now brock purdy mr irrelevant first mr irrelevant to ever throw a touchdown pass or just a pass yeah in the nfl did it last week uh in place of injured jimmy garoppolo who's not out for this season he's just out for seven eight weeks with a foot injury what are your thoughts going on this one tom brady the goat with a comeback win scoring 14 points and seven minutes yeah uh to beat the saints
1: I, I, it was unbelievable. I mean, you're just sitting there. We both wanted the Saints, and then all of a sudden you just see Tom Brady driving up the field, make it a one-score game in three minutes. They go and get, you know, they, you know, the New Orleans can go and kill the clock. Mark Ingram doesn't get the third down. They only kill about 40 seconds in three plays. You give Tom Brady two minutes and it's just, you know, lights out. But this is only does. the second time that he's won besides the Falcons Super Bowl, where he was trailing by 13. That just goes to show that how little he's like trailed by two possessions in his career in general. Yep. Or how many, you know, that he lets just go after that. But literally, I mean, he's he's still fighting. The Bucks are still fighting. Um, I think that this is kind of a perfect matchup for them to win. Um, it's San Francisco's favorite, and I get that because their defense is is the best defense in the league. I know Dallas is up there. Eagles are up there. I can't believe I said that in a row. Um, but literally, they, did, they are up there. And um, Tom Brady, in the post-game interview last week, he mentioned he's like, hey, we got a big game. But, um, you know, uh, with Brock Purdy getting seven days to prepare, Tom Brady getting six, I am going to go with Tom Brady after the way that they played last week. I didn't see enough from, like, Mike Evans and Godwin. Um, you know, they were really throwing a Kate Otten a lot, um, who's getting involved. But... Um, I, I want to see a big like Mike Evans game here. I think that this is one of those things. They get down to the goal line. They give him the, the targets. Julio Jones is getting involved. Um, I, I just think that it comes down to better quarterback play in this one, which sucks because this is going to be one of those that it's just another kind of like road bump in, in San Francisco season, even though I'm very high on San Francisco this year.
0: Yeah, see, I'm going with San Francisco. I think that their defense is playing really well. There's no Tristan Worse for Tampa Bay. Um and it's gonna allow them to just sort of get after Tom Brady, yeah. make him a little bit uncomfortable late in the games on third downs, on fourth downs, on these crucial downs they're gonna need to get that he normally gets. Um and I think one of the best parts about San Francisco is that you don't necessarily need to rely on your quarterback. You know, yeah, uh, Jimmy G has played well in the system, and although the stats show that with Jimmy G they're significantly better, I do think that Shanahan's offense allows. For potential for any quarterback to go and succeed because of the play because of how he operates yeah you know, there's so many different shifts and movements that it gets defense off their toes cmc will still be a huge factor in this one in five games 307 yards on 75 carries and two touchdowns 33 catches 283 yards and two touchdowns uh and he has a passing touchdown uh, to go along with that. He's really doing it all. And this is what uh, Kyle...
1: 15 touches in five games.
0: That's what he does. And Kyle <laughs> Shanahan finds ways to get his best players the ball. And so I think that they'll be able to do that. And I think this defense is going to step up against Tampa Brady. Against Tampa Brady. Against it Tom Brady. Brady. It is though. Tampa Brady at this point. <laughs> um, But also because if they beat him, maybe it's a yeah. selling point to bring him there Over
1: in the off. In the off. Sean summertime. is riding the to Tom riding Brady this to I want away. Brady
0: and... Well, I think if you're... if you're um. San Francisco, though, maybe you want Aaron Rodgers. He's a little bit younger. Yeah,
1: yeah. A couple years um, old.
0: But yeah, we'll keep moving this songs. long as we have the Kansas City Chiefs making their way to Denver to take on the Broncos. Denver's, or Denver is not favored in this one. I am so sorry. Kansas City's favored in this one. I'm minus nine over under here of 43. Um, you
1: know who's undefeated
0: against Denver in his career?
1: Is it... Uh... Mr. Uh, Russell Wilson? Oh, wait, no, that's... Oh, no. He's, he's their quarterback. You couldn't even know. Oh, no, he's
0: lost nine games. It's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is 9-0 and against the Broncos in his career. I'm definitely locking in the Chiefs on this one. But that being yeah. said, and I've said this every single week, Denver's defense will make you play down. It forces you to play yeah. your best possible football. They're a solid, solid defense across the board. So I do think that this won't be necessarily a cakewalk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would st- Still take Kansas City in the spread, though. That being said, I do think that like while it's a not necessarily a cakewalk, been... sixteen to ten win or sixteen to six win hmm. by Kansas City, very realistic to me. Given
1: Denver six points, I like that. Right? No, I mean, well, look, you get a it's... first,
0: you get a first drive field goal and a last drive field goal in garbage time, and. And then you're Denver. just
1: you're set for life when you're playing in Denver, and but, when you
0: and when you lose sixteen to six, <laughs> yeah. you once again hit the eighteen point threshold, which is had you scored yeah. eighteen points, you would have won again. Which currently, had they done that, again, they'd be ten and would
1: Still two. be ten two. I mean that is incredible. Um, but Mahomes leading the NFL in almost every category right now. You know he has three hundred fifty more. Um, I'm sorry, than um the next you know than Joe Burrow right now who I mentioned before was second. Um, I, I like the spread, like you said, the Kansas City. Nine point spread, definitely something I, like I would go for. Um, you know, there's not much to mention about Russell Wilson outside the fact that I had to pretend that he was the guy who was undefeated as a joke there. And then I'm like, well, how do you even throw him in nowadays? Because Kansas City's defense is actually playing decently well. They're keeping them in the games that they need to. You know, we saw that with the Chargers game a couple of weeks ago. You know the the Kansas City defense. I know we've like you know Denver has one of the best defenses in the league, even though they have the worst offense. But the Kansas City D is going to make a big enough difference to me to disrupt Russell Wilson. I think there's going to be at least like a, a defensive touchdown on their end because the Kansas City offense. I don't know if they're going to be taking Denver like too seriously to this point. I think Isaiah Pacheco is definitely going to go out and get a hundred yards this week, even Love though they have the. The it's like even though they have a great run defense, I still am confident that this kid's gonna get twenty carries a game, and they're gonna have enough output to do that. They're gonna keep the time of possession away from Denver.
0: Um, Let's do whatever they want. I think at one point. Uh,
1: Yeah, and I mean, man, Travis Kelsey versus Greg Dolce, what a tight end matchup! Oh my god!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! It's just he's Travis Kelsey, just way too good at this game that we call football. But one of the things that's a little bit scary now about uh, Russell Wilson. Before we just move on to our next game. He has seven total passing touchdowns. You know who else has seven total passing touchdowns?
1: Ooh, I don't Carson
0: to. Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz has not played since week six. So
1: let that sit. again, again, a good reminder: it's week fourteen. Now. <laughs> week fourteen.
0: All right, uh, let's keep this moving along. So we have the Minnesota Vikings making the way to Detroit, to take on the Lions here. Detroit's favorite in this one Ooh. by minus two and a half over under here at fifty-three. Yeah. Look, Detroit has been winning games. They put up forty. Points last week against the Jags. Um, I'm not surprised that they're favoring this one. They actually are playing great. Um, and the Vikings defense, we give up a ton of yards. I mentioned it last week, and then we saw Garrett Wilson go off for 162 yards. amara yeah. um, went off for 114 yards last week against uh Jacksonville. So there's a possibility that between him and Williams, who they just activated, but they can put up a lot of yards yeah. and some points against the Vikings.
1: Um, you know, I know a lot of people have been asking, too, about, like, Jamison Williams. Um, you know, he, he got to play, like, last week, and he only played 11% of snaps. I think that for him, you know, tearing his ACL back in the college football playoff, it was all about get him back into football shape, get him healthy, and then don't rush him back. You know, he's got a long career ahead of him. Um, so I liked what he did last week, um, you know, just kind of getting that motion. I'm kind of hoping we get to see something. Um, but what I loved last week is finally um, Sean's guy, DeAndre Swift, finally kind of getting back into the offense. Um, but you know that Jamal – I feel like Jamal is, you know, a better fantasy output. He's getting more of It's Jamal's world, and we're living in it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just love – got to mention that video of him running out of the end of the game with a big bag of McDonald's. I'm like, this guy just loves, like – He loves life and loves you know? his fans, and yeah. I love it. And, and I think he loves being there. This is going to be a great matchup despite the records. Absolutely. You know, like – like Vegas is telling you, don't let these records fool you. These teams are familiar. These teams are good, and uh, the Vikings are a team that you know has won games that have been close. And they could have a different record right now if things went different. And we the are, Lions could have a better record right now if things went different. We are
0: nine and zero oh in one in one score games. Last year we were I think we had fourteen games and we were six and eight. So two very different seasons, not in terms of when we I we're can winning. name nine
1: games that you guys have blown by. <laughs> exactly. One possession of last um, years.
0: All that being said, I'm going with the Vikings. There's playoff mm. implications here. We win, we're in, we get the division, everything on the road, and that'd be great to do against a division opponent. So yeah. I think right now you're playing for what's at stake. So I, I do think that the Vikings will do that. I think this is going to be a great game. I'll put the over on 53. And J.J., uh, three receptions, 14 yards, the first time they played. I expect a lot more from him in this game. And uh, T.J. Hawkinson was with the Lions. This will be the first time he gets to play his former team. He had three receptions, 18 yards, and one touchdown uh, against the Viking. I expect him to also have a better game than that. Maybe okay. not a touchdown. Kevin O'Connell
1: um, is going to get him a good. I, yeah, I think man. so. I yeah. do think
0: I think that's going to be a fun thing to watch. And the Vikings have Christian Darris coming yeah. back on their offense. So one. I, I
1: am going to absolutely ride with the Vikings this week. Wish we love that. Um, I think that you know, like he said, they understand what's going on with the playoff implications here um you know everybody's really rooting for Detroit but Minnesota is not they are hoping that the biggest issue for them in their division is going to be kind of eliminated out of their um, out of their competition so i'm going to go with them on the road it's it's kind of a perfect heartbreak for the Detroit Lions fans who are very used to that um, but the Vikings nonetheless uh, have been the same way i did just want to see we who do been. you think would get who do you think gets more yards this week between Jefferson and Amon-Ra Amon Ra, Ra. Amon-Ra
0: Amon-Ra secondary is not not great i mean i know detroit lions aren't much better but i think with Mm -hmm. the weapons that the vikings have between dalvin cook and alexander madison the big game of tj Hawkinson. yeah you
1: saw i don't
0: think he's gonna get he might get one but i don't see him getting two i honestly i don't see him getting one just because in the red zone we seem to like Thielen or kj or madison yeah um but I would like for him to get one against his former team. Just, you know, always a great storyline. And he only has one with the Vikings. So. Yeah. Let's get him to two. But let's keep this moving along because we have a great one. It's an NFC East showdown when the Philadelphia Eagles make their way to New York to take on the Giants. Philly is in this one by minus seven with a 45.5 point over-under on this one. Just the disrespect to the Giants. What are your thoughts?
1: Man, Yeah, no, I think the line should be a little closer. The Giants have played one possession games very well this year. We saw it, uh, you know, with Tennessee. We saw it with the Ravens. Um, I, I think that last week, you know, it's just a shame, um, you know, me and Sean are a big team, um, you know, make the overtime, the college overtime. We want to see that battle go all the way through. And then, um, you know, obviously the Giants coming up. No more ties. I was telling Sean, you know, I, I want that W and Sean's like, wait. But now that you tied, you're still in the playoffs. And that's what matters. We need that, but this is one of the first two times that we're going to play the Eagles this season. Um, We played them the last week of the season, too, which is coming up pretty hot. And, um, you know, i got to say one thing. This is a tough matchup for Daniel Jones. He has had some matchups I like lately, and now we are out of that. You know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, he plays Houston and Jacksonville and the Lions. Now, Now he plays this Eagles team that is the second-best defense in terms of yards, the second-best in sacks, and they have a plus-13 turnover differential. That's the best in the league right now. Um, and, you know, Barkley, fourth-leading rusher, but he is my key this week. He is He's just got to somehow get past that number-two defense, get a couple of touchdowns, because that's really the only way we've been getting stuff done this year.
0: I'm, I'm going with the Giants. I know this defense is actually going to cause the Eagles a little bit more trouble than people expect. Um and you know we've seen a few times daniel jones does play pretty well against eagles it's not necessarily pretty mm-hmm. you know tripping after a nice 80-yard run but still playing at least well to, to keep them in the games and we've seen at times that hurts in the very small sample size takes a little bit of a step back against yeah. the giants and the giants are different from last year the the eagles went into MetLife, they played a really ugly game but mm-hmm. still got the win yeah the giants aren't the same team they were last year you go in you play ugly against the giants you're probably gonna walk away with the loss. I think that the Giants can make the Eagles play a little bit uglier, get a win on uh at Yeah.
1: Home. I'm, I'm kind of hoping. Um I I, I wanna go with Does go Billy, through Saquon though. But we I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna I wanna go with the Giants in the sense that I think that Jalen Hurts has been having, you know, a lot of not you know, he, he hasn't really been having too many um good pass rushes. You know, it's allowing him to kind of get around and do whatever he needs. Well, it's line's um, been great. <laughs>
0: What their offensive line has been great too. I know, and the
1: offensive line, it's and they're making a Christmas album. I want to put that out there as well. Though that's pretty, pretty good. Cool that and I heard it's fantastic. I listened to some of it. Um, Solid. Oh, oh, good. Good. Solid. I, Everybody says that like Lane Johnson sounds like Elvis. So I gotta, I gotta check that out. But as a Giants fan, I must say, um, this Philly spread of seven is kind of disrespectful. I was kind of hoping for like a four, uh, but you know, we don't always get what we want. And I think that this will be a high scoring game, despite that these defenses are good. They're going to have to find ways to beat each other. Um, Brian Dable really taking it a week by week. Nick Sirianni as well. Um, really just creating two different game plans, but all based on their run systems and their rushing quarterbacks. Um, Daniel Jones on the season 11 and 4 touchdown interception ratio I just want to put it out there that he has my respect. So I'm going to go with the Giants only cuz they're at home. I think that the disappointment against the Eagles comes in the last week of the season. Right now we're coming off that NFC East tie. We're coming off the fact that you have the Eagles who have lost to Washington already this season as well. You have and we talk about these division games all the time. I get blinded by it cuz it's the division I follow the most but you know, I, I do think the Giants could win this game at home. I hate that. Like, I'm looking at the Philly. It, minus you absolutely seven. can. And if I'm wrong and they lose by 20, go hammer that as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so dude, you know, I, I would have gone minus for it as well. Yeah. Um, I think it was a little disrespectful of the Giants. But I don't work for Vegas. But let's move this into <laughs> our last and only game of the week. When we have the Miami Dolphins making their way to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, Miami's here with this by minus three and a half. 52 over under on this one. Uh, There's also a Sunday night football matchup, which is fantastic. Dolphins coming off of a brutal loss against Brock Purdy and the 49ers.
1: Yeah, man. And we were right. I rode Miami last week. I was like, let's go for it. You thought the Padawan was going to
0: beat the master. And Kyle Shanahan said, Mike, sit down. Sit down.
1: And, and, and as much as I love Kyle Shannon, I, I, I thought that Miami had the edge last week. Obviously, with Jimmy getting hurt, you even think they have more of an edge, and then all of a sudden um, they just can't get it done. Um, and, you know, this is becoming kind of um, an interesting thing for the Chargers because the Dolphins' pass rush is getting better every week, but the Chargers are out their right tackle, their center, and their left tackle. And those are, you know— Kind of things that help guys like Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen be able to get their targets. And Mm -hmm. and, and Justin
0: Herbert to pass the ball. Yeah, and
1: Justin Herbert. I mean, now he's starting to get his weapons back, and he's already losing his protection. So it's a scary thing um, to see. But these two offenses, man. I mean, these guys are always going to have a little bit of parallel careers drafted back-to-back in the 2020 draft. So how do you feel about that?
0: I think there's always that conversation of, should have drafted so-and-so ahead of so-and-so? And I think right now both franchises are going to comfortably say we made the right choice uh, yeah. at the moment. Clearly, Herbert is their franchise quarterback, and it's very obvious that Mike McDaniel and Tua have a great connection. There's nothing wrong with how the Dolphins have, have played, despite the loss of the 49ers. Every team gets humbled sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? Every team's And it happens. Um, I'm going with the Dolphins in this one, personally. I thought that last week they went against the 49ers. They went up against Nick Bosa and they just struggled. Armstead was out in that one. Uh, they're going against one of the best pass rushes, the best defense like we were just talking about. Yeah. And you saw what happens when a great defense uh, meets an offense. And they're, they were also on the road. They're on the road again on this one, but I just don't think that the Chargers have the defense. They don't have the secondary. There's no Joey Bosa right now. There is still Khalil Mack, who's a game changer for sure. But I don't think it's going to be the constant pressure. That she yeah. was feeling that was forcing these turnovers last week. And because that's gonna allow Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell to get open, yeah. maybe even Mike Kosicki might get more than one target again. Oh that might gosh. be a nice change of pace for him. He
1: is somebody that needs to get traded so fast. And we say this, like the last two he years. just he just
0: deserves to be I'm, a part of an offense. Oh, yeah, he, he, he deserves to be it. a part of
1: something. He's like a really like good athlete, he's a yeah. great tight end. Um, on the other side, I mean, with the Chargers, I, I think that Keenan Allen being back is huge, but going up against uh, Xavier and Howard this week is definitely something to take for account. Um, you know, especially if you're doing like week by week, like finish lineups, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, is Keenan Allen like back now? He's getting like double digit receptions, um, you know, kind of targets at least, um, but not, not double digit receptions. He's like dropping some balls. Um, like, you know, he's good, but Xavier Howard and the rest of this defense, especially like Javon Holland, um, I think that's a big advantage where I think everywhere I think the Chargers are good. The Dolphins are kinda of better. Yeah. Um, and the the Dolphins are definitely not happy that the Bills are the top seed in the AFC. They kinda of went really far down uh, yeah, last win, week with that
0: loss. And yeah, a win here and if the Jets are able to surprise, you know, that's everything's Ugh. going up for Miami, but they still got one more game against them, which is gonna be nice. The you know, I just I just don't know if the Chargers will have enough, despite getting all of their guys back. Uh, you know, like Keenan Allen, those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a potential for Corey Lindsay to be in this one, which would be great for them. But I really do think that this is going to be the Mike McDaniel's offense. Yeah, and we're really going to see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle kind of have some fun against the secondary. We'll be interesting to see how Derwin James handles it.
1: Yeah, so I'm. Um, i that that is going to be good. You know, that's going to be a great matchup watching. Um, you know, they're just trying, you know, the uh, Dolphins trying to go deep. And, you know, the one thing I think that they're going to have to try to do this week as well is try to get, like, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert more involved. Um, the, the one thing that's bothering me about the Dolphins is that they're so good and they're primed to make the playoffs, but I don't know how balanced they are Where when it comes to the time where you got to have, like, that sufficient run game. Are you going to be able to win these games? Um, I think that the Chargers do, so um, it's kind of weird, but I'm going to take the Miami three-and-a-half. Even though I do see the Chargers getting better every week. But when, you know, we tried, we had a Thursday show. Sean was talking about the AFC West implications for the Raiders. The Raiders um, you know, win and you got the, the Chargers, you know, in a bad spot if they lose. So this could be the start of that. Yeah, Chargers need to
0: get it together this late in the season right now if they wanna make it to the playoffs. But that is all the time that we have. Thank you everyone for listening and thank you everyone for tuning in.
1: Yeah, thank you guys. Enjoy week 14. Sunday uh some great games some big things for me and Sean's teams as well make sure uh, your lineups are set heck yeah make sure those lineups are set take those Thursday players out of the flex box like I always say and we got Just Saying Football on YouTube and Spotify go over there get us on your TVs computers get us in your ears. hit that subscription um go on just saying Football.com, get all your newest videos and then Just Saying No GWJS on Instagram for all your video updates thank you guys for checking us out
0: enjoy